Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Monday, the 3rd of August, 2020. Two years ago this month, my family moved to the Boise, Idaho area to be a part of planting Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley. And we are so excited about what God has done through this church over the last two years and can't wait to see how God is going to continue to use this church We pray for His glory and the good of His people and the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we moved to this area, we picked a home that we were planning to buy and to live in with our young and growing family. My wife was pregnant with our third child at the time, but that home wasn't going to be ready for us to live in for several months. So in the meantime, we rented a small apartment that we lived in and we enjoyed our time there. We thanked God for providing that that perfect place really for us in that weird gap of time that we had, but we didn't hang anything on the walls. We didn't paint any of the rooms a a different color. Now, of course, we we didn't trash the place. We wanted to take care of it. We, we, We lived in it. So we wanted it to be a nice place to live, but we knew that Our home that we were hoping to live in for, Lord willing, decades as we served this church, that was coming. The place that we were was was very temporary. And when we dig into God's word, we find that that's probably how Christians should view our lives in this world. And we're going to see that in our first passage for the day, Philippians chapter 3. And we're going to be looking at verses 12 through the end of the chapter today. And it's those last couple verses that I really want to get your attention. Let me read those for you, starting in verse 20, where it says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Uh, Maybe you've met somebody that has dual citizenship right? That they are a citizen of the United States of America, but they also have citizenship in another country. Maybe they have two passports. But even that isn't really a great illustration of a Christian. The idea that we get is maybe somebody you know that lives here in the United States of America and has residence here, but their citizenship is actually somewhere else. Their home is in another country. God is telling us our citizenship is in heaven. This world, as we know it right now, is not truly our home. And we need to make sure that we think that way, right? As I was sharing about that apartment, we didn't want to trash the place. We cared about where we were living because we wanted it to be a nice place for my wife and my kids to live and even to host other people. We wanted to take care of it. But at the same time, we knew where we were going. In fact, that was one of our favorite outings to take at the time. You know, whenever we were out for a drive, we were, hey, let's drive by the new house. You know, we would put our eyes on it as much as we could possibly do because we were setting our sights. This is where we're going to be. This is where we're going to live. This is the place that we're going to care more about and invest more in because this is where we're hoping to be long term. If you are a Christian Heaven is where you will be long term. 
And wherever you are living right now, trust me, in the scheme of eternity, it is a very, very temporary residence. And again, should we care about where we live right now? Absolutely. We want it to be a nice place to live. And we should care about investing there for eternity so that other people can have a home in heaven. But we need to set our sights more on this home that we have in heaven. The theologian J.I. Packer recently passed away and went home to be with the Lord. And in many of the comments that I've seen since his passing away, I I noted one person who said that J.I. Packer would take a walk every day. And the purpose of that, this particular walk that he would go on every day is he would just go on a walk to think about heaven. And he would just start thinking about what heaven would be like and, and, and set his focus there. That was the goal of this walk was just to take a break and set his mind on heaven. And that is now his home. And that is where he will be for eternity, obviously. But we know if we think a little more carefully about that, when we die, we are with the Lord. And someday there will be an eternal state, a new heavens and a new earth. But our home is with the Lord. And that is what we are looking forward to. And that is where we will spend most of our time. So my encouragement to you today is think more about your heavenly home. And I want to challenge you with one particular question today here on Revival from the Bible. If heaven is your home, what difference should that make in your life today? And I want you to be as specific as possible as you can be As you answer that question, not even don't just think generally of, you know, how should my life maybe be a little different in general? No, think about today. What about today in your life should be different if you are thinking more about heaven being your home? Maybe there's something you're worried about today that you should worry about less in light of that. Maybe there's some decisions that you need to make today that this should be a factor in. Maybe there's even something that you're looking forward to today and you are going to enjoy today. And maybe heaven should impact how you view that. Not to make you not enjoy it, but to make you appreciate it even more. As you say, wow, this gift, this exciting thing that I'm going to get to look forward to today, man, that's just a taste of the glory and the pleasures and the goodness that is to come in my heavenly home. And one other thing that I would ask you specifically to do today is to pray for me. Because starting tonight, Lord willing, I am going to be preaching the next four nights to the youth group at Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley as a part of their summer camp. And we are going to be talking about the future at this camp. We're going to be talking about the really the eternal future, the realities of heaven and hell. So I would appreciate also if you would pray for me the next four nights as we talk about this most important subject with these young people and that they would put their trust in Christ if they have not and set their eternity and make heaven their home and that that reality would then impact the rest of their lives as they live not for this life, but for the next one. Next, as we think about the impact that eternity should have on us, I want to invite you to turn to Luke chapter 4, verses 44 to 50. And we'll see maybe another specific way that having heaven as our eternal home should impact our lives. 
And, and that is in the middle of this passage, when in verse 46, it says, an argument arose among them, the disciples, as to which of them was the greatest. But Jesus, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put him by his side and said to them, whoever receives this child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all is the one who is great. And here we see other similar situations to this where the disciples want to argue for greatness. And Jesus says, it's not about being the boss. It's not about being in charge. It's not about being important. It's about being a servant. And that's here when he even talks about receiving a child, you know, putting yourself as a servant, even to a child and receiving one of them. That's the attitude of real greatness. And I think there's a connection there between what we read in Philippians chapter three, that if we're thinking eternally, man, that makes it so much easier to be a servant. When we're thinking about this life and what we want and what we think we deserve, that makes being a servant harder. That's where more of an attitude of entitlement starts to creep in. So thinking more about heaven should impact us in this way, making us more of a servant. And this is right after Jesus, again, prophesies about his death. And scripture tells us Christ was looking past his death to the glory that was beyond. That motivated him to endure everything that he went through in this life and ultimately in his crucifixion. Because he had his eyes set on eternity. May we set our eyes on eternity and may that motivate us to be the kind of servants that would honor our Lord Jesus Christ. As we go to the Old Testament today, let's start in 2 Chronicles 33 and 34. We are almost done with the books of 1 and 2 Kings and 1 and 2 Chronicles. And we've been noticing some of the things that we learn in Chronicles that didn't come up in Kings. And today we're looking mostly at King Manasseh and King Josiah with a little bit on on King Ammon there in, in the middle. But I want us to focus on this King Manasseh today in our reading, because we see he is perhaps the worst king in the history of the southern kingdom of Judah. And he makes altars to the Baals and to the Ashtaroth. And it talks about that he he builds altars in the house of the Lord. And you can tell the comments that the chronicler makes, makes it seem what in the world is going on? How could he possibly do this? This is an abomination. And, you know, he says that he passed his sons through the fire, you know, that he sacrificed his sons to idols. And you think, how could a king of Israel do this? How could this possibly happen? And we see that in punishment for this, the king of Assyria comes and Manasseh is taken away with chains to Babylon. But look at what it says in verse 12. And when he was in distress, he entreated the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. He prayed to him and God was moved by his entreaty and heard his plea and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. And I want you to note that, and I want us to take a moment to really praise God for being a merciful God. That even here, the most wicked king we read about 
in the history of the southern kingdom of Judah, when this king humbles himself and genuinely seeks God, it says that God was moved. God was moved by this wicked person. He could have wiped him out, but no, God had compassion even to this wicked king when he was repentant. May we praise God for his mercy and may we never write anybody else off as too far gone or too wicked to possibly have hope because we have a God who is full of compassion. I want us to end our time today in Psalm 91, where we start by reading the first eight verses. And let me start just with the first two, which says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I think of, you know, places that were even neighborhoods where there's, you know, hills on one side or the other. And that those houses, those, those homes will spend a good chunk of the day in the shadow of this mountain or of these hills shielded from the, the harshest heat of the sun. And when God is our refuge, and even when we're thinking about our eternal home with God, it's like we're living under his shadow. God is protecting us. God will help us. And then I love even what the next verse says, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Even in this year where the news is dominated by a pandemic, we say, hey, I serve a God that can protect me. I serve a God who is trustworthy, whether there's military problems, whether there's economic problems, whether there's physical problems. I live in the shadow of the Almighty. May the reality of eternity and the power of our God be great encouragements and comforts to us as we start a new week today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.